Sunday, Monday, happy gays. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy gays. Thursday, Friday, happy gays. They're best chums, let's have some fun. Ready to chat with you. These gays of ours. Happy gays. These gays of ours. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm Ashley Fair. I'm Jared Hagland. And we are Gay, gay Best, Best Friends. Friends. Woo! I we felt... really, we dropped that you're really fast. We, we, one episode, you're Gay Best Friends, and we were into it. Oh, yeah. And never again, we're not your Gay Best Friends anymore. Have Friend... you been thinking about that for friendship weeks breakup. when it doesn't happen? Yeah. Real? And you didn't mention it. See, no. that's just like a friendship breakup. We just stayed silent about it. <laughs> How's your week been? My week's been good. Um, as you know, I'm like changing jobs a little bit in the same like organization. So I'm going to work with uh, like pretty much all the same people, which makes it easier to like yeah. say goodbye and make that change. But right now I'm heading into the week where I am not doing my old job and I don't start my new one for a week. And, and it's just like no responsibility limbo. And it's Weird. just fantastic. Yeah. You, you like it? Oh, I, I love limbos. Like, I don't like limbo if it's, like, you never see an end to it. Yeah. But those, like, just, no, no responsibility. I feel like it's in an, when you're in an airport or on an airplane, and there is just no reasonable exp- expectation that you should be doing things or talking to people. True. And you just get to enjoy being. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it feels stressful to me. Really? Yep. Yep. Which part? Well, you know that I'm, like, a type A person, so, like... I didn't. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, so not having something to, like, work on... Oh, yeah. ...specifically, really stresses me out. Like, even, like, even at Costco, if, if it's quiet, I'm just, like, I need something. Or if we finish putting stuff away at the end of the night too soon, then I'm just, like, what else can I do? Like, how, how can I... Be of service to the world around me. That's not even real limbo. That's just like 15 minutes with nothing to do. <laughs> and it still gets to you. It does. Oh my God. With no expectations of anything and just, yeah, doing nothing, I think is, to me, that is probably what heaven feels like. Interesting. I wonder. I've never transitioned within a workplace before, so mm. I'd be curious to know what that feels like. Isn't that, but do you feel that that's like a great thing of being on an airplane is no one can reach you? No, it stresses me out. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it takes a lot. That's why I watch all the movies. <laughs> you feel like then you're accomplishing something. People are putting information into you. That's right. <sighs> it's oh. weird, though, because I feel like for a long time, Wi-Fi was readily available on airplanes, and now you have to pay for it. And, like, now I have a credit card, but before I had a credit card, I was just, like, completely unreachable. Do you buy Wi-Fi on airplanes? I think I only did that once. Oh, really? Yeah. I would never. I think it was, like... An old, old job where I needed to, like, get some work done for, okay, you know, like... Okay, it's a necessity, like, I see. Yeah. But, unless it's a necessity, no. No. I'm taking my week. Zach and I are going to Palm Springs. Ooh. I'm going to drink beer in a pool, read a bunch of books. We'll toodle in the morning. <sighs> maybe a sensible stripper or two. And just have ourselves a week. You're so lucky. I love that you guys do this trip. I love that's who you are. And it is who you are. Like, <laughs> like Palm Springs Jarrett, who I've never met, but I imagine he's very similar to Summer Jarrett. Yeah. And, like, you're just so relaxed, and your hair always looks so good. And 
You wear tank tops. You would love Palm Springs, Jared. I bet I one, would. One day you'll meet him, and I'll meet Palm Springs Ashley, and we will just have a time. It might take, a, like, two trips to get to Palm Springs Ashley, because the first trip I'm still going to be on my best behavior. No, no, don't worry. The first day we go to Bottomless Champagne Brunch for five ninety nine, and you know, it, that's all the work you need to do to get there. You should come with us when we go to Dinosaur next year. I will be your gay Palm Springs tour guide for your lesbian week. Yes. <laughs> I am so fine with that. So I uh, I brought a treat. Oh my God, what you bring? Kind of bring? On, the, on the train of like trying things, but you've already tried this, but I haven't tried it. Oh, I'm, I don't even know what it is, but I'm excited to see your reaction. You ready? Yes. Oh, it's my reaction. Oh my God, it's Hershey's Gold. <laughs> oh my God. You said it was so good, right? It. Yeah, it's so good. It's not what you expect, or at least not what I expected. Like, what, what, what are your expectations with this taste? What, are, what are you thinking? My expectations are sweet meets salty and creamy meets crunchy. Well, yeah, you're just reading the branding. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what it was. First of all, like, for I don't know why it's golden. Like, do you mean the name or just no? Like... The bar is gold. Oh, you already. Oh, you are efficient. <laughs> I didn't want to deal with like the wrapping the on the air yeah. in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. I get it. No, yeah, I don't. I didn't expect it to be gold Whoa. first of all. That's stupid. I never noticed that. We're saying <laughs> right now. If you know, if you have a Hershey's cookies and cream or any Hershey's, I think regular chocolate bar, you've got the normal rectangles. They're all in order. They're in line. It's sensible. This one's all over the place with the rectangles. I guess it's in thirds, so you can share with three friends if you want. And that took three seconds for Ashley's type A brain to make (laughs) sense of the illogical rectangle squares. Okay, so try it. It smells good. Okay. Try it. I have theories on what makes it so great. Um, that I will share with once once I'll know if you like it. God, it I'm smells so good. Right? Is it like a peanut butter Rich. chocolate? Is that why it's so oh, golden? That's not one of my theories, but you could. It smells it, but I think that's just the peanuts. I wish my mouth was hotter, so that it would melt it faster. Then I'd get the flavor <laughs> more. Because when your when your mouth is melting it, it's just melting the wax. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my mouth was hotter. Oh, there's jokes there, but I still I can't quite get there. Can't get get there. It's a family show. It is now. Okay. My first reaction when I had it the first time was not this overwhelming sense of peanut butter. Mm -hmm. But I'm getting that now since you mentioned it. I took it as more like a caramelized white chocolate. That's what I expected when I heard about it. But then reading it, it's Hershey's with peanuts and pretzels. I think it's my favorite Hershey's bar. Me too. It's so good. I want this in the next, the summertime Dairy Queen blizzards. Oh my God. Oh, it'd be so good. I want this in an Easter egg. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Who does Dairy Queen do their chocolate stuff through? They've got Smarties, Score, Crispy Crunch. Are those all? Uh, They don't have Smarties. I thought it was M&M's now. Really? Yeah. M&M's I feel is a McFlurry. No, Smart. Oh, I don't know. All right, we have internet today. We can actually look this up. Blizzard <laughs> we were... flavors. Do you like yourself a uh, strawberry cheesequake blizzard? No. 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 That was not what I was expecting. So I like to go. try all the blizzards, and my favorite one so far has been last summer's special, one of their specials, which was the uh, 
something explosion and it was um had pop rocks in it oh oh my god it was so good jerica she does the best one because she likes the uh stealing another piece yeah please do something maybe it was the cheesequake but she doesn't get the the cheesecake in it she gets some extra crumble graham crackers Mm -hmm. and then like the strawberry sauce in it so it's more just like strawberry pie blizzard yeah oh my god it's so good my favorite is okay so first of all i've looked it up you're right it's not smarties anymore it was smarties when we were kids i think but they got the reese's butterfinger m&m's heath bar they do have s'mores and oreo so i don't know if that's all the same company This, I did not gain anything from looking at these. So back to my favorite blizzard is a cookie dough blizzard with a few shots of liquid peanut butter because they got liquid peanut butter back there that they don't tell you about. Yeah. But you can get that shit on anything. I'm sorry, you like to put it on what? I like to put it in a... Thank you for listening. I'm glad that this... (laughs) I'm glad we have that back and forth. I was focused on finding out. I like the liquid peanut butter in a cookie dough blizzard. So it's like Mm. peanut butter ice cream, essentially, with cookie dough. I kind of want to have the peanut butter parfait, but add the peanut butter sauce in it. Or I guess just a chocolate sundae with peanut butter sauce. So I don't always want the crunchy peanuts, although the texture's nice. Yeah, who doesn't always want it? Oh, now I want Dairy Queen. (laughs) I love it. So we have hot topics today. We got hot topics galore today. Um, but before that, I just wanted to give you a piece of information that I learned today that I don't know if you know, that I think is going to make you very happy. As all our listeners and you know, we are fans of Shit's Creek on this show. We are a fan of queer people on this show. Do you know that there is another queer person on Shit's Creek other than Dan Levy? Um, his boyfriend? Um, I don't... I'm an, I'm an, I'm an actor. <laughs> no. And I, maybe, maybe Patrick is. I don't know. I don't know. So there's at least another that I learned today. Guess. The sister. Um, like, did, like of the shit's family? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. No. Is it his real life sister? No. Okay, who is it? I, you have to guess. How many guesses? You always have to guess too many times. No, but that's, <laughs> that's how you guess. Well, like, the obvious choice would be, God, I don't remember anyone's names. Just the, describe like... them. <laughs> what do they smell like? His best friend. The girl. His best friend. Which girl? Are you kidding me? No, I know. Stevie. <laughs> Stevie. Yes, Stevie. Of course. Obvious choice. Yeah? I mean, not that it's a choice, but... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was in, like, the latest Out magazine. Great. Well, then... There we go. Yeah. On to her second marriage. Oh, good for her. Gay marriage so nice, you're going to do it twice. I love it. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you because I thought it was cool. I love it. I'm so excited. I mean, it's funny that I was just like, of course she is, but I'm still really excited about it. Mm. Is that why they're best friends in the show? Oh, I don't think that's why, but oh. it's nice. Yeah. What are you going to pick? Topics. Can we talk? Okay. You know what I learned recently? I actually don't. You kept this one quiet, so I don't know. What is it? Maybe this has been going on for a while, but I only recently really, like, read anything about it. Kanye West has a Sunday service. Like like a show? Like a... I mean, it kind of feels like it's a show. 
he has it in different locations every week. Um, he's got a choir. He flies his whole choir in on a private chartered flight. His daughter, North, is like the star of it, basically. Um, he says things. Uh, like everyone... he has like a Sunday service, like a church. Like church. Like a sermon choir. North is the star, you say. Oh. North is the star. That makes sense. He that, signed it, that. Oh, it, came, it all makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. This isn't fucking sane. It's weird, right? It's weird. Like, nothing like, I can say right now, I think, is going to properly display the confusion that is on my face. We know that Connie is a narcissist. Yeah, that's a so, fact. So, like, it makes sense. But the fact that people attend. Do they? They seem to. Okay. I mean, would you keep? would he keep doing it? I, I kind of believe he would. <laughs> um, yeah. So you have to pay. Everyone who attends has um, has to sign an NDA. And when they receive the invitation, and I assume once they like confirm attendance, mm-hmm. they're sent details including the color they have to wear. And so it's like a monochromatic... Situation. Everyone wears the same color. The whole audience is in a sea of red or blue or teal. Oh my god, he's doing a Sunday service at Coachella. Oh my god. It'll be something so crazy. I would pay good money to know what he preaches. Right? Well, or, you would have to pay good money because it is a ticketed event. I want, Do you know the price? Is that public? No, not yet. Because I'm guessing this is just leaks that have been coming from people who have broken the non-disclosure agreements. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Kim thinks. I think she's into it. As long as I make money, I feel she probably is. I was reading an article about it. It doesn't. It doesn't say much because there's not a much that any, there's not much that anyone can share. I guess, but like in this day and age, why don't we have a leaked cell phone video? Did you know Kim Kardashian's never been to Coachella? I didn't know that. I just found that out. That would be. I'd be shocked if I knew that. More like a healing experience for my husband. To be fair, though, oh, that's, there's oh, no sermon. There's no sermon. Yeah. Just a Christian vibe. There's no preaching. <laughs> Christian it's just vibe. a very spiritual Christian experience. That is such nonsense. So it's just Kanye's healing journey that everyone's invited to. <laughs> but if there's so, no sermon, like how's he healing? I mean, music is healing. So he sings. He, he sings. Yeah, there's the gospel choir. He sings. He performs. Like he does. So piano. it's more a very elaborate cult concert. Yes. Cult okay. concert. I feel Love a it. little better about that. Yeah. Um, and also worse. I don't know. I'm very confused about that. Slash, <laughs> I'm picking the color schemes that I would get the audience to wear. I want a gold. It's now unclear to me if, like, it's different. What I had read before made me think it was, like, different all the time. But it just seems to be this, like, tan color. Of course it is. If it's a cult, it's going to be tan. So on top of it, there's a pre-service service. Which is basically just brunch. Just come for brunch and then we're all going to go sing. Or listen to Kanye sing, maybe? Yeah, well, it's a ticketed event. If you're paying money, why not throw in a brunch? I don't know if the brunch is, like, part of that ticket. Oh, it's an, oh, it's an add-on, of course. He runs it like a cruise ship. <laughs> of course, Kanye. <laughs> I just want to go back to where you said that Kim Kardashian has never been to Coachella. Yeah. That is the most relatable thing I've ever heard come out of Kim Kardashian's <laughs> mouth. She's becoming a lawyer. I saw that. I'm very interested. Yeah. Good for her. 
with all the things the Kardashians have going on, her becoming a lawyer is going to probably save them a hell of a lot of legal fees. Edmonton Pride. For our international listeners, Edmonton is the capital city of the province of Alberta in Canada. And Alberta is a little bit... It's Canada's Texas. And Edmonton Pride, their board, recently came out saying that they are canceling Pride this year. They are canceling festivities, the parade, all of it. They are not going to do it. It's come out a little more that this is... They called it a hostile political environment, mm-hmm. I believe. And it's come out that what they mean by that is a group by the name of Shades of Color uh, interrupted last year's Pride Parade in protest and has had some demands on the uh, Pride board that pretty much amount to getting more people of color, more representation, making Pride more inclusive, and one would argue maybe a more modern event in tune with our times. A modern, more modern event. And more historical. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. And that's what it does. (laughs) It kind of harpens back to where where Pride started. And we talked about this beforehand. I don't think we want to get into the nitty gritty of it because there seems to be a big communication breakdown between the two parties. Without knowing how that went, I don't think we can pick a side or judge exactly Mm -hmm. who's right or wrong in this situation. But we did think it was interesting time to kind of talk about what prides could look like and that these kind of conversations are important. As we all know, Pride, I mean, we, we don't all know this, but Pride historically has been an event held um, as a protest. Pride's a protest. Here in Vancouver, this is my opinion. I don't know if it's both of our opinions necessarily, and I it's a controversial one at that, but I think in Vancouver, the main big everyone attends an event is a very corporate event that... Um, like, TD always has this double-decker bus situation with, like, people dancing in shiny shorts and they hand out their pens or something and Winner's Home Sense hands out their flags. And, like, that's nice because they have the money to give us all these things yeah. to make Pride a little more fun and exciting. But then all the little groups get kind of, like, shoved kind of somewhere at the back of the parade. You miss them and you miss the... Important groups doing really important work for the queer community. Agreed. The signature Pride events have, as you say, become very corporate, become very, very like, I would say, almost television friendly. Yes. And I think that part of it may be that a lot of the people on these boards and stuff, and I'm not saying everybody, but I think probably the grander, a a lot of them are gay white males who have had the privilege and ability to feel safer and safer in the world. Mm-hmm. And so then can really lean into this being a very public, non-offensive, corporate, large-scale, wide event. Mm-hmm. And I think it's led to, well, to what we've been talking about. So I think these moments when groups and people who do not have that same privilege, who do not see themselves reflected and representative in the prides of today push to make those changes and make it happen Mm -hmm. and that's i think like like i said who knows what conversations happened to make this the pride board cancel pride yeah i don't know if there were long-term conversations happening i know that the groups such as shades of color i think there's a few others made demands at last year's pride the 
Pride, Edmonton Pride board agreed to some of those. Things were moving on. And then all I've seen is two weeks before this Pride meeting where they cancel Pride, new demands were put forward. But I don't know if those were just publicly new demands. Yeah. Or if that board always have them. So from my perspective, like the negotiations were short term and not perhaps not fair but again we don't know and that can be a, a fault of either party mm-hmm. it could be either so one side not wanting to give in an inch or both sides not wanting to have a conversation like we don't know yeah but i do think it's exciting and i think it started um with black lives matter and a lot of the pride parades pushing for police presence to be taken out of it mm-hmm. i think we are having a discussion about what pride is and what it can be. And I think that's kind of exciting. It is exciting. And for a whole board and the people who have been doing this for years to step away and say, we're not going to do it. That's a space that's going to get filled. Mm-hmm. And, and it is being filled. Um, groups are coming forward. They're talking to the mayor of Edmonton and saying, we want to put on this event. There's other events happening. This is the thing. Pride isn't over. Mm-hmm. I... When I was talking about Vancouver Pride, I mentioned, like, the big event that everyone attends. But the thing is, Pride isn't a one-day event. Yeah. For some of us, it's an everyday-of-the-year event. But, (laughs) (laughs) but like, Pride Weekend in Vancouver, it can start with... It starts with... I think it's now starting with the Black Lives Matter March on Pride. And then there's the Trans March of Remembrance. And then there's the Dyke March... Then, you know, like, there's all these other events that happen, and I think they're all so important. Um, And I'm really excited to see that in Edmonton, these other groups are jumping in, because it looks like they don't necessarily have the same funding from the Pride Society that in Vancouver they do, um, or some of them have. So now, these other groups are coming forward and saying, we're going to make this happen, and the mayor of Edmonton is saying... Pride's not over. Yeah. He's it's going to be going forward. We will make something happen. Yeah. And seeing a city support that, supporting the change in Pride, that is, I think, by whatever is happening here, clearly going to be a little edgier, a little more about, you know, real things and not just some flashy floats mm-hmm. and saying everything's great. That's right. Um, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. And I also, I just want to say, I, I have I have an opinion on... The statement put out by the Edmonton Pride Society. And I didn't run this past you. Sorry. It's okay. What really bothered me about the Edmonton Pride Society's statement was that their statement was that the current political and social climate made it so that the event would not be successful or something like that. Yeah. Um, their phrasing made it sound like it was going to be a dangerous event. Yes, it, 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 that you got the sense that it was like yeah, it was, it was like harm oh my or, god, yeah, and you're like right. you, if you are following the Alberta election, you're just like yeah, this could be actually really dangerous. Totally get it, but then when you get into the details of it, and you're like, oh, someone was going to make it inconvenient for yeah, you. It's an internal political climate, and not that's the not okay. No. That pisses me off, and I think that's and it's it's totally this like white gay culture that is conflicting with the all the um, groups of color, the indigenous black people of color groups who are trying to make a statement 
And they're just like, oh, it's not going to be a success because the parade might stop for five minutes. And that's not okay. No, as a white gay male, I have to say, step back, make some room, and don't just make some room in a token way. Like, let the conversation happen and let things change. Maybe if pride isn't comfortable for you, that's okay. And that means that we're actually doing something and getting to a place where it's going to be more comfortable for everybody. This past week, a woman posted on Facebook, and it it went viral, about her impression of having to do piercings at Claire's. So the challenge that this person had faced was the store's policy on piercing the ears of children who clearly don't want to be pierced. She thought of it. I mean, she's always thinking about bodily autonomy, but in this case, she had a a kid who clearly understood her body, understood her space, and did not want to be pierced. She would say to her mom, like, mommy, these people are standing too close to me. Like, she was very aware of her bodily autonomy. And and yet... Verbal about it. Yes. And yet, this, this mother really wanted this kid to get her ears pierced. And, uh, so even though the mom kept saying, like, we'll leave any time, um, the kid, they, they didn't leave, even though the kid said, I don't want to be here until it took a a while. And this particular person said, this kid is not into this. I'm not into this. Like, I can't, I can't pierce his kid's ears. This whole situation got me thinking about kids and bodily autonomy and how, We as adults, like, kids are so fucking cute, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, you see your nieces and nephews and you want to give them a hug, but what if they don't want to hug you? And sometimes kids really don't want to be touched. They don't want their ears pierced. Fair enough. And I think we need to really respect kids and their desire for space. I'm really grateful that we live in a time where we are thinking about it, where we are talking about kids and what consent means because I think it's a long-term effect. I think it's a it's a butterfly effect if you will. If kids understand what it means to have control over their own body and their own space, how that relates to other kids and adults, then in the future they're going to think about that as well. That that's kids whatever happens to them when they're young and how you raise them exactly is going to affect how they treat themselves and see their level of respect that they deserve throughout their entire life. Mm -hmm. I look at my niece because my niece is the best example I have of watching a kid grow up. And my sister and brother-in-law are very good about that with her. When we're all over there as a family and clearly she has an earlier bedtime than we do. Um, One of the great things about being an adult, no bedtime. And... She goes around, and it's a situation where it's like, do you want to hug goodnight? And there's nights when, yeah, she will hug and give you a kiss, and there's other nights that she just, no, I will just move on by. Mm -hmm. And that's great, making those choices. It, I really think what, what you said, it informs your life. It gives you ownership over your body that you should have, Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be something that when puberty hits, or when you become an adult, you all of a sudden have to figure out. Right. It should be taught along your growing up just like everything else. 
Absolutely. What did you, growing up as a kid, did you, were you forced to give hugs? Were you forced to do that? Or were you given that autonomy? No one ever asked me. I wouldn't say I ever felt... That's the saddest. No one ever asked me for a hug. <laughs> the other direction. Oh. <laughs> um, but, I mean, but, I mean, not in a sad way. Actually, okay. It's true. No one ever asked me for a hug because it was expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this, I think it's one of those things that's like of the times sort of thing. When we were growing up, I mean, maybe your experience is different. So, like, I'd love to hear yours as well. But for mine, it was never a, like, Ashley, do you want to give me a hug goodnight or whatever? It was a, Ashley, go hug everyone goodnight. And so I did. I never even thought about it Didn't before. give it a second thought. Yeah. Now, my experience, I grew up, um, half of my, like, my mother's side is Italian. So we would have to go to birthday parties or family events where... There was large amounts of Italian people that sometimes you didn't even know half of them. Mm-hmm. And you would be like, I'm not putting this on my parents. Forced is maybe a strong word, but you you had to go around and do a variety of hugs, kisses, and handshakes with old strangers. Mm-hmm. And it was my least favorite slash hated part of going to those events. Right. And you should have been given an option, which I'm sure would have been a whole scene if my parents were giving me an option in front of all these old Italian people. <laughs> they would have given them a hell, I'm sure. But it was awkward, and I remember that. That is in my head. And I would have loved to have the option to not kiss the old ladies and men. Exactly. And kids, like this, I, I believe, I understand this to be actually quite a common um, like feeling among kids or adults now but a lot of people talk about the weird aunts the weird uncles yeah you know like and like i had some hugs that went on too long but i just assumed i was i mean i was just like a kid who was like okay i'm ready to move on to the next hug now (laughs) (laughs) um but other people have more serious experiences and i think it's really important to teach kids that they're allowed to say no I didn't fully connect it to what you were just talking about, and I never felt like threatened in those situations. Where oh, I yeah. do it, but it does do that. Yeah. It gives you having the autonomy to say no to an unoffensive hug, gives you the autonomy to say no to something that's much more wrong. Mm-hmm. Give kids a choice. Give, Give kids, kids a, a choice. choice. So Canada has come out with a new stamp series of desserts. Including sugar pie from Quebec, butter tart from Ontario, which I would kind of argue are the same thing, but like in tart and <laughs> pie form. Anyways, um, blueberry grunt from the East Coast. Wait, sorry, in tart and pie form. Oh, because a sugar pie is a whole it's pie. It's essentially like it's a, a butter, butter tart, but yeah. it's bigger. Okay, sorry, I've never had a sugar pie. No, me either. I'm, make, I, have, I'm making assumptions. Um, also including blueberry grunt from the East Coast, Saskatoon berry pie from the prairies, and from our home province of British Columbia, Nanaimo bars. Mm. So I thought this was just an innocuous story with no edge, no controversy, no big issues surrounding it until I talked to you about it and you brought up a very important critical fact. 
The proportions are all off. There is so much filling. So much filling. Everyone knows that, like, it's like, okay. So the Nyla bar should be about two inches tall, right? Sure. I'm not good with measurements, but I'm going to say about two inches tall. It can be any size we want. We're talking ratios. Right. So. Half of it is the bottom layer. Half. What do you think? No, I think you're right. Okay. Sorry. I, <laughs> I was taken aback and then I visualized. <laughs> I say about half is about the bottom layer. And then the next, oh God, I don't know how to do this right. But basically of the next half, like 80% is the filling, but you need a thick chocolate layer on top. This image, it was like even amounts. It was a lot of the middle. The chocolate and the bottom were almost the same. Like, they were very close. But the top, the chocolate was very thin. It's very thin, but the, the middle part was just too giant. Yes, way too much. And, like, to be fair, the middle part is the best part to me. What do you think? Do I you don't think? like the Nymo bars. New hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting till, like, we finished talking about the proportions to really put forward that I don't find them appetizing. Oh, they're delicious. What about it? Everything. So those that don't know an Nanaimo bar. Oh yeah, sorry. It's a base of like chocolate shortbread coconut. Yep. A middle of like a thick custard. Okay, hold on. Let's actually like thing. look. At, let's not mess this and up. And then chocolate on the okay, top. We gotta we gotta edit that. Because we're representing Canada here. So for those who are unaware, an Nanaimo bar is a three-layered dessert. The bottom layer is, according to Wikipedia, a wafer and coconut crumb base. And I just know it's like, I, you know, you have coconut, shredded coconut, you got some cocoa powder, and I guess whatever else you need to make a base. (laughs) (laughs) It's not baked, so, uh, so it's not egg, but anyway, wafer and coconut crumb base custard flavored butter icing in the middle and a layer of chocolate ganache on top it always just tastes like a as i'm saying this it sounds appetizing but it's just like a chocolatey sweet mess yes there's no like strong identifying flavors i i find an eye bar a wheat dessert honestly i don't think it's about the flavor it's about what it looks like like that's Oh, it's a pretty dessert. Maybe yeah. that's my problem with an animal bar. It's too pretty? It feels more visually appetizing than I find it tasting. Mm. You need a good... And I get good, defensive. You need a good... Because honestly, the description of a, a custard-flavored icing isn't good enough. Because mm. it's more than that. Like a good Nanaimo bar, the middle should be creamy, soft-tasting. Yeah. Like, you should want to lick the middle out. So it should kind of be like a custard-flavored icing. (laughs) But more custard (laughs) than icing. Like, it's an icing-flavored custard. An icing... A... A custard icing. I think Not even custard-flavored, but custard icing. I think I could watch you riff on the middle of a Nanaimo bar for a good half hour. We might just have to. (laughs) (laughs) But come on, we're representing our country. Like, there is no shortage of examples of Nanaimo bars out there. 
I'm kind of yes. confused why they got this weird picture. The hot topic here was the picture. <laughs> Don't worry, Not... the hot topic's all of it. <laughs> um, I agree. The picture's really weird. Like the chocolate top just looks like a, a like a small slather of chocolate. Yeah. Like it would just be like a, a crunchy shell or a dipped cone yeah, type of situation. Exactly. And it's more than that. It's a national treasure for goddamn sakes. To some. To all. It's iconic. It's a national treasure. But it's disappointing. It's the dessert equivalent of Anne Murray. Like all the colors of the rainbow, so are the gaze of the week. So my gave the week is Ryan O'Connell, who is the writer, creator, and star of the new Netflix show called Special. And in Special, Ryan O'Connell plays a gay man, introverted millennial, struggling to move out of his mom's house and become a writer. And he is a gay man with a disability. This is autobiographical. It's about his own life. And it's a 15-minute episode sitcom, which 15-minute episode sitcom, right off the bat, is kind of new and groundbreaking. Um, but the other parts of it are that O'Connell has a disability, plays someone with a disability, which is drastically not shown on TV. And actually, according to GLAAD, one in four Americans have a disability, and only 2% of TV characters have disabilities. That is a gross misrepresentation of the population. And clearly there needs to be more work done to get people with disabilities on television, and Ryan is doing that. Another part that is groundbreaking and um, a passion of Ryan's in making his show is showing gay sex on TV as it actually happens. That it has emotion, that it's not something as it happened in Call Me By Your Name, the movie... As soon as they actually start having sex, you shoot um, Pan out to the moon. He wants to show real emotions, real actions, just like a lot of straight sex is depicted on TV. And I think... We've, we've talked about this before with Pose. I think we are really at a point in time where it's not enough to have people represented in stories. It's not enough to give... A shout out or talking points to different communities in TV, we are at a point where it's only okay and important when those people are telling those stories. And Ryan's doing that. He's telling a story about a gay man with a disability and really working to make sure that that representation not only shows people with disabilities that are represented on TV, but he's looking at a new way of showing gay people on TV. And I haven't seen it yet. I'll admit that. So Ryan O'Connell is my gave the week in urging all of you to go out and watch the Netflix show special, including me. I'm pushing myself to go out and watch some cutting edge TV work, support it, make sure that it keeps getting made, and hopefully it very soon is um, in my What You Watching to learn more about it. So this week, Ryan O'Connell, way to be yourself and tell your story. This is the escape that I hope we all kind of deserve right now. The characters deserve it. We, as an audience, deserve it. Let's just create a safe space where we can disappear disappear an hour at a time. This week, my Gay of the Week is Lauren Morelli. Um, and what I just uh, read out was from her interview with Vanity Fair about her new, uh, well, reboot 
of Tales of the City, which will be released on Netflix in June. And I think not that white queers need gold stars for doing good things, but I want to give Lauren Morelli my Gay of the Week this week because I recognize the work she's put in to make Tales of the City um, truly representative of the stories in San Francisco, um, including making sure that there are Asian American uh, queer people represented, that um, anything about the trans characters were written by trans writers, um, and ensuring that, the, like I said, the people of San Francisco of the time of Tales of the City are truly represented. So this past week, the trailer for Tales of the City came out. Uh, you should all check it out. Again, Tales of the City. It'll be a Netflix show in June, so I'm sure I'll talk about it again. <laughs> but until then, uh, Laura Morelli is my Gay of the Week for giving a voice to voices that don't always get them. Last episode was our Sweet 16, Ashley. Mm. And I feel like your Sweet 16, you gotta get out there. You gotta let people know. So I am urging all listeners to let other people know of that we exist. And if you enjoy us, tell them about it. Get them to listen. And recently, Ashley got us a new listener. My mom. Hi, oh, mom. Your mom. Hi, Ashley's mom. Uh, I've been really excited to have her listen. Um... When I first told her about the podcast, she wasn't sure she wanted to hear me be bitchy. And that's fair. But then I realized we aren't really as bitchy as I expected. No, we're pretty, we're very fair. We're ramping up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We don't know. Oh Anything could happen. Um, but she, uh, she sent me a text after she listened to an episode. I believe the first episode she listened to was the sex education of gay best friends. I wanted to ask what she listened to first. That's what I, I suggested. So I don't know if that's where she went, but um, probably. But she texted me after and she said, I was just listening to your podcast and I'm shocked and appalled. As a joke, because she knows that I was like worried that she'd be nervous. Yeah. And then she said, just joking. I loved it. It's very witty and amusing. Well done. And you know, as much as I like to believe that I don't really care about anyone's approval, I am a type A monster, I am an Aries person, so approval means a lot to me. And also, having your mom love a podcast is so much fun. I was just going to say, I love it. even if you don't like crave approval, which I certainly do. I do, I do. It's your mom. I know. If you're going to crave anyone's approval, I'm, like that's where it's going to be. I've been... I, the glow of the the response has followed me all week. And I say that as someone who craves Ashley's mom's approval. And I think you missed another part she said about someone else on the podcast. She said, your partner seems like a really nice guy. Aww. Aww. And I told her that you'll be officiating the wedding so she'll get to know you better. And she sent me a big smiley face. Oh, I can't wait to meet you. I have heard so much about you, Ashley's mom. And I saw a picture of you while you were wedding dress shopping with Ashley. And I texted Ashley right away when I saw it and said, your mom is so adorable. I can't wait to meet her. And we can't wait to meet all our fans who are out there and don't even know it yet. So spread the news. Follow us on Instagram at Gay Best Friends Podcast. Well, I was just going to say, you can also, if you share 
one of your favorite posts from our Instagram feed. It'll tag us right away. So just go through Instagram and just uh, just follow, uh, do the little like arrow button and post it to your story. The Instagram is Gay Best Friends Podcast. Is that what you said already? I just said no, that. Oh no. I'm definitely listening to Jarrett. Yeah. I don't know if you are today. <laughs> um, so you're going to hear this again after I say it. But you can also email us your comments, stories, questions, anything at gaybestfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to like and review us on your listening app. That is correct. I did say that earlier. You didn't. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and we can't wait to chat at you all again very soon. And we will. We'll see you soon. After Jared's all tanned and sunshiny. Oh, and very drunk and shockingly well-read. Well, you'll be less drunk by the time you get home and we can... We'll see. (laughs) All right. Well, bye, Bye, besties. besties.